emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of Class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. Welcome to Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I'm your host, Dustin P. I'm Genius McGee. And on this episode, we talk USA's The Purge, Episode 3, entitled The Urge to Purge. The Urge to Purge. But before we get into the episode, I do want to take care of some house cleaning memos that we have. Genius, what do we got coming up? On October 6th, the Kansas City Horror Club presents uh, the double feature at the drive-in horror movies. We're showing Night of the Creeps and Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It's going to be all local vendors, too. Um, it's $10 a car load. All the... Uh, pre-sale tickets are sold out now. Oh, so, nice. Very yeah. nice. So you got to buy your tickets at the door if there's any left. So, awesome. So yeah. cram as many people as you can in your cars. Exactly. Strap them down to the hood. Do do some purging. You know, put, right. them, put them in like, right. you know. No, don't do any purging at the drive-in. That would be fucked up. But, but yeah. So <laughs> And that is going to be held at the Twin. I know that um, previously it was going to be held at the I-70 drive-in. Right. You change guys had to change venue. venue. Yeah, change venues. But, yeah. So that's going on. But on September 28th, we are diving into the yes! hosting business with a live host. Well, not it's a not live podcast, but we're going to be hosting one of the best action movies of all fucking time. Yes. A modern classic. And I really appreciate the fact that we've got, you know, our arcade slash theaters or, you know, entertainment venues in Kansas City like Tapcade. We're pretty lucky. Yeah. We're pretty lucky to have such like movie theaters that like catered to our styles and sensibilities. Absolutely. So. September twenty eighth. It's going to be PM at Tapcade at Tapcade in the in the Crossroads district. Uh huh. So if you're in the Kansas City area, come check it out. The raid on the big screen. It's going to be fucking dope. Yep. And actually, that same day they are showing. If, if you know the raid might not be your cup of tea. Mm-hmm. That same day they are showing the shiny and chrome edition of Mad Max Fury Road. Extremely not mediocre. And you know what? I'll go on record saying I think the shiny and chrome edition is superior than the original yes i i i'm wholeheartedly with you on that one so much so that i originally had bought the mad max fury road edition you know Mm -hmm. Mm blu-ray and then i went out and repurchased it when the the shiny and chrome version came out right and i think i really do prefer the black and white the black and white version is significantly better yeah i think it just gives you a little bit more depth in terms of the story and kind of lets you care about the characters and not have a lot of I mean, because that movie's really robust in terms of color. But the, even the detail, even mm, when it, yeah. when it's stripped down and becomes monochromatic, it's just like you everything just pops that much more. Exactly. So it's, yeah, it's crazy. George Miller knew exactly what he was doing. Yep. So, so that's going on at Screenland Armor up mm-hmm. in North Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, September 28th, you know, you've got the, the raid and... You know the raid and shiny and chrome. I mean, right? That it, you that's can't go wrong. Thing. Yeah, that, you can't go wrong with either one you choose. Right. But if you're in the Kansas City area, you want to hear me and Matt Baldy talk about uh, kung fu ass kickery. 
then come check it out. Absolutely. Right. But first, let us yes. purge. Let us purge. Let us purge. We are going to dive into episode three of a- mm-hmm. USA's The Purge, yep. special 10-episode limited event. Mm-hmm. So, like we've done with the previous episodes, we dive directly into spoilers. Right. So, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. You have been warned. Pause the episode if you have not seen uh, episode three <laughs> of the show. And if you need more space, purge your DVR and then, uh, yes. yeah, and then record this. Because I'll tell you what, I'm digging this show now. And your your DVR is getting kind of full between the Mayans MC, yeah, Always Sunny, and <laughs> and, and right? you know the the newest Purge. I mean, I, I kind of feel bad for you, man, because here I'm in three weeks purge. we start with the Walking, Walking Dead. Dead, right? Walking Dead. So we're gonna go back to Coral Vision. So no, not anymore. <laughs> but like we've done on all the episodes prior, mm-hmm. um, we will dive into the episode and we will kind of unpack everything, but we're going to do it in segments. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have the Dahmer Dinner Party, yep, the Purge Bus, mm-hmm. Miguel, Riker Capital, and then the newest addition to you know the, the, the Purge series, right. the Tony Robbins Purge. The Tony Robbins Purger. So, Genius, your pick, man. What do you want to dive into first? Um... There was a lot going on in this episode. Yes, like there really ev- was. Because like in previous episodes, the action moved forward in a few of the things, but in this one, the stories moved on progressively fast. So it's really hard deciding which one. Let's go to the one that didn't focus. That was it was small. Big things happened. Let's go to the mutual funds. Okay. Yeah, the Riker Capital. Yeah, Riker Capital. And so we find out with Jane and her team that they have closed the deal. Uh-huh. You know, everything is hunky dory in in you know Capitalville. Um, we get a lot more interaction between the characters with Allison, uh, Mark, Jane, yeah. you know, um, the, the actual head of Riker Capital. I mean, we, we get a lot more information with all those characters. Um, David kind of phones in well, like he's been doing all along, which is really creepy. Well, see, the thing is we didn't get a lot, but we just saw her like they sealed the deal and she's all good and everybody's trying to have a good time. Right. And she's all trying to be inconspicuous. Yet she's being sticking out like a sore fucking thumb. Right. Everybody's having a good time. And she's trying to figure out where her I where, guess her purge advocate is. Right. Where I guess I guess they, I guess they don't have I guess they really don't have good Wi-Fi in the building. Because I guess she not. can't load into the server or what's up. Because like so fucking so. But she had on the whole time. Maybe she's like maybe the purge. Uh, what's the purger? Bracca. Bracca. Maybe Bracca's in a dead zone. Ooh, maybe. Yeah. Um, she's in the gauntlet. <laughs> no, she gonna but, win her car because that chick's badass, right? No, but so like she's trying, like like oh let's blend in and have fun. Then you better fucking do a better job because like the two underlings, oh what are their names? Because that's important shit coming up. Oh, Mark and Allison. Mark and Allison. Mark and Allison. Because they're always like looking around, scheming, you know. And they they do have something going on. Yeah, they they got some kind of like weird <laughs> weird vibe between the two of them. Not no mo. So let's go into Very spoilers. True, yeah, let's go into spoilers. Uh, I mean, we've we already covered do, it, dude. So spoil the hell so out. So before, of it. so before, so before we go on, there's that whole like like like. Oh, she knows Allison's gonna say something to Jane and blah 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 blah. Right now, I'm like, that's let's see where this goes. <laughs> I was not two things I wasn't expecting. I forgot like a Baldwin out of nowhere, a surprise Baldwin like boop. Like Why a Baldwin in the box. Yeah. <laughs> right? And fucking... <laughs> he comes out of nowhere and he's like, oh, hold on. I'll go get the door. And I'm thinking to myself, why in the fuck would you answer the door on purge night? And if you're like hunkered down and everything, you know? Because mm-hmm. we... And I'm like, that's stupid. And to like, just do it on live TV. And then he's like, oh, just joking. I wouldn't do that. And I'm like... Uh, you pulled a fast one on me, show. You pulled a fast one. Okay, so let me ask you this. 
Do you think that was Brock at the door? No. I think he was bullshitting. Or ooh. maybe he pulled a double cross on Jane, knew about it, and paid Brock a more. Yeah, that's ooh. true. Ooh. Or maybe like he has like crazy ass security. I didn't know what to expect. She's like in a like a punji pit on his front doorstep. Right? <laughs> no fucking like I could just picture like the, I I didn't expect him to get blown away on on the conference call because that would have been like too easy. Yeah, and you and know what I'm way saying. Too suspicious. That would have been yeah. too easy and too suspicious. And at the same time, I was wondering. He'll probably like bring her head and like, who fucking did this? Right? I was expecting that too. Right? And then he's like, oh, pizza guy, just joking. I'm like, man, fuck you with your dad jokes, Baldwin. You know what I'm saying? And so, and so then that happens. But then, two things that surprised me about this episode one was the Baldwin. And then, two, I wasn't expecting what I saw happen with Allison and the, uh, oh, fuck, what's Mark? His, Mark, right? Because, <laughs> like, we they, are, they've been at each, each other's throats the the, the yeah. entire time we've known them right and so man you were speculating like well, i wonder if she killed him no i bet she's fucking banging him they're in the, they're in the office supply room just going to town right and so then like sure enough they kind of were doing both yeah you know i mean because like when she was babbling on like incoherently did she say something like i stabbed him after riding his dick you know that's what it sounded like you know i i, I was like Holy shit! They she fucking went there, you know. What I'm yeah, saying? I mean, she, she straight up pulled a basic instinct, I right? Mean, you, you see him with his pants down, you know, boxers up and whatnot, and she he's got multiple stab wounds. Jane sees him on the floor. Oh my god, Allison, what did you do? Right, and she's and then, all drunk and stumbling around. Well, I don't know if she was really drunk. I think she's just psychotic. You think she's just crazy? I think she's just nuts. I th no, they've been drinking the whole fucking time, and, and so then, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, Allison mutters the line. She goes. So, do you contact HR and tell her I got the promotion, or do I? Right. And I'm like, right. Oh, calm like, down, crazy bitch. That's some cold-blooded, mean-ass shit. But the thing about it is, the thing that stuck about my craw about this, when Jane, like, went down, you know she's crazy because she was just talking about, like, fucking, I was, I don't care. Uh -huh. Why would you turn your back exactly. that long in front of somebody with the scissors still in their hand? And, they and they're up, covered in blood. Right, covered all over the place. Turn around while you check the other guy. Keep her. <laughs> don't put her in the peripherals. You know, fucking front and center. The person with the weapon, or take the goddamn scissors away. Hit her with a rock, cause rock beats scissors. You know, so, <laughs> like, <laughs> something, cause like, no, no. You know, and yeah, I, I would I'm tell HR, fucking shit, the purge. You know. But they signed a you know a, a non purge disclosure agreement you know before they went in. But was but that only just on, on the thirty eighth floor? floor. Okay. But only on the thirty eighth okay. floor. That's why they're like, hey, once you go past this, and you know what, they don't do a good job persuading. You know, they're like, once you go past this, you're on your fucking own. You know, they're like, well, okay, I'm gonna go. Like, well, hey, you need some help, or like, hey, give us a I, loud yell. Can, can I? Yeah, if you need anything, let me know. Or like, you sure? Cause stay in. It's safe. It's fucked up out there. But now, like, all right, cool. Fuck you. You know, it's like, I guess you get what you pay for. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> you, you've got like the, 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 the generic, I guess, right? security guard. Just gotta, uh, I will be up here if you need us. Give us a loud yell or a knock or something. Something. I mean, fucking, I'd be able to say for ours of the fucking Barney Fife, you know, like, <laughs> right? <laughs> fucking like low grade security, man. Fuck all that noise. So, I mean, we get some stories with, you know, some story movement with the Riker Capital gang. I mean, now we know that Allison is a crazy ass killer. What do you think is going to happen with that? I don't think anything, man. You I mean, think, you because, think she's going to try and kill Jane and like, I know no, I'm the, bleh. no, because I think, 
honestly, I the, the way that they set this up, you if you remember, Allison went into Jane's office and opened up her laptop. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to use it as a like a Leverage blackmail tool. leverage against one another. Yeah, you know, I won't tell anybody that you killed Mark if you don't tell anybody I'm trying to kill the main guy. Right. You know, so we'll ride. We'll ride together. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe that's why Allison's like, okay, so. Uh, you want to tell HR or am I, you know, because yeah, I, I know I got some dirt on you. And, and in fairness, and apparently, yeah, you got a lot of dirt on me. But in fairness, she's got a point. And you know what? Apparently killing a person to me, it wouldn't shouldn't be that big of a deal in purge world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it shouldn't be like, oh, my God, what happened? Right. I mean, at the same I mean, time, same time it, you see someone, one of your friends or your co- or at least co-workers dead by the other co-worker, you're going to freak out but at the same time. You're like, well. I guess you got the job. You know, if I if I was in chains, <laughs> looks like I'm gonna have to find another intern. Right. Well, like, congrats, welcome aboard. You know, I mean, like, it's the purge. I it's mean, so- she did show initiative. I mean, that's exactly. what I always look for when Ex- I was a manager. <laughs> exactly. And I got a brilliant personality, <laughs> but she, just don't trust her with the office. I was, I was about to say she was a real go getter. She went and got no scissors. <laughs> right. We need we need somebody to go on TJ Matt to the to the office max so that they get on supply run. Yeah, don't sit down. I'll go. No, no, Allison, you sit down. You know, go go hang, go type, do something. You know. <laughs> so with Riker Capital, I mean that's pretty that's much pretty much that, it. That's pretty but much the story with the capital. That was group. a good that was a good little plot point. This didn't have a meet a lot of going on in this. It was, yeah, it was the small the run of this litter's episode, but. It was some cool. There was some cool music. There was some cool music in in Jane's episodes yep, again with like the cool weird camera angles. Yep. I really I'm really digging this. But yeah, yeah, and we've spent more time in the previous episodes with talking the about capital guys. Yeah, but this was a small episode part of it. So, this but is I mean, it, it it was a big punch in terms of story because I mean now you've got <laughs> now you've got a murderer, a murder suspect, and. Uh, I guess a witness start, to the murder, right? All so. sorts of shit. No, not no suspect. Fucking did it. So it's, it's not like I wonder if. <laughs> Apparently, she's going to the dinner party. Somebody's wearing an Allison mask. Right. Next, let's talk about the dinner party. All right. So we jump into uh, with Rick and Jenna, uh, Lila, and uh, Mr. Stanton, who is just a little off to me. Uh, yeah. Wait, okay, I'll, I'll t- I, I retract that statement. He's more than just a little off. That dude is batshit crazy. No, no, he's not crazy. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's old, rich, white money. I mean, I hate to not to be like that, but at the same time, people don't give a fuck. He doesn't. Well, give but a f- this this is the purge. This I mean, is purge land. Th- th- but at the same is, time, this is one of those things where I mean, you don't really have to be careful about saying old, rich, white money because it they're is pretty old, much rich, holding up money, the, but they're holding up the window to that old, rich, white money. That's true. Okay, fuck it. Fuck old, rich, white money. But at the same time, so he's one of the main FFA guys. So fucking stepping on the poor and killing people is nothing to him. That's very I mean, true. It's not like he's like, oh, I don't think this was shock value. I think it's one. He was trying to like vet them when he was doing what mm-hmm. he was doing. But I also think that he was trying to like, okay, cool. Because he seemed genuinely like, you know what? You're my guest. So here, you know what you I'm kill. saying? You yeah. kill. You know, because. I, at the same time, I think they handled it weird, you know, because one, this is Purge Land, and like I said earlier, murder should murder shouldn't be that big of a deal on Purge Night. Any other time, any 364 days, if somebody pops somebody in front of you, you should be like, "Holy shit!" Right? But Purge Night, it's like somebody lighting off fireworks on the Fourth of July. You know that's going to fucking happen. Yeah, but we live in an area of the city where you know they pretty much set off fireworks, set off fireworks, for like fireworks like a month before and a month after, or right? Do we have like a purge season? That's true, but I'm not saying murder's okay. But in Purge Land, 
you know they're like you know what i'm saying it's just like i understand what you're saying it just seemed like he's like okay kill him i would have been i would have handled that a little differently it would have been like you know i have no beef with this dude you purge yeah and and, and let's let's give the listeners a little bit more background on that if they you know kind of Stand, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going no, all over no, the place. Dude, that, that's pretty much the way we set this thing up. I mean, we're scatterbrained when we do the reviews on these. Mm-hmm. So Stanton brings Rick up to talk about their business proposal for building this this large scale community with you know a, a portion of it being not necessarily welfare but being subsidized for lower income families. Um, Stanton is pretty much the money backer. So between the negotiations, he says, you know, well, you know, your wife is a 50% partner in this. Why is she not up here during this conversation that we're having? So he calls for Jenna. Mm-hmm. Jenna comes into the, the situation. And before, right before she gets in there, she actually starts talking to the maid. And the maid immediately knew that she was pregnant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, immediately. And she was like, I've had three kids. She goes, I know the symptoms and the signs. But even before that, we get it. The first thing we see is fucking like in this episode is Lila and Jenna making out. And then she's like, no, I'm pregnant. Oh, okay, cool. So it kind of freaks her out. Yeah, but then I still don't know where uh, Lila plays into this. I mean, I know where she played into it. But I mean, it's just what her game is. Because every time she always gives, she obviously loves Jenna. There's obvious, or at least desires her, right. you know, there's something there not necessarily reciprocated, you know, and I think that's burning her. And I think that's going to come back to burn all of them in the ass at some point in time, because Lila looks crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's rich. She don't give a fuck. She's probably crazy. Yes. So she's probably crazy. And look who her dad is. I mean, look who her yeah. family is. They're fucking nuts. Yeah, exactly. It's Dahmer dinner party. So, you know, the fucking fruit doesn't fall from the nut tree. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. <laughs> but you've got Stanton that brings Jenna and Rick into the into his office. You know, mm-hmm. they, they kind of talk uh, the business situation and they, they agree to give up a portion of their business to him for the investment. Uh, that they're they're going to end up doing for this community that they're building. And he was talking weird shit, too. Like, he was like, you know, I, I, I don't dig this whole charity angle. I only give my uh, charity once a year on April 15th. <laughs> and there's, I'm like, ew. And then fucking he goes, I don't fucking pay taxes. And I'm like, ew. And again, just like you uh, said, just like you said earlier, scum, I mean, old rich it, white money it, don't it, give a fuck about nobody. Well, no, it's it's what you said in one of the earlier episodes. I believe it was the primer. You know, the, this is one of those things where it turns the bloody mirror on itself. Yeah. You know, this is exactly the, the political and like the socioeconomic climate that is in America right now. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think this is a perfect time to start, you know, addressing it with a show like this. Yeah. And he doesn't give a fuck. And absolutely. He's in, and he does he's not. In, and he's in power. And yep. so that's the way he keeps his power. And it's just bullshit. However, well, and then he bring he brings in one of his former workers where he says, you know, hey, you've worked with me for 10 or you work for me for 10 years. Right. Mm-hmm. And the guy is gagged. Yeah. And, and he's like, like please, help, please help, help, yeah. please help. Right. And then, you know, he goes, well, you've been stealing, you know, wire from me from my job sites, which kind of irked me a little bit because you know instead of asking why you would do it you know was it because he's just not making enough money or something he just, he just caps him. it right? he just caps him right you know and i understand that you can do that on purge night or however it's set up to do but it's like instead of you know addressing the situation and and you know maybe asking the guy you hey are you on hard times you know is there anything i can do to help no we're, you're just expendable but it wouldn't even matter because it was all about the bottom line because he goes hey why would i pay my lawyers 
thousands and thousands right. and thousands of dollars what I could do myself a fraction on of one the, night of the year on one night of the year at a fraction of a cost. So fucking he's thinking still business, man. And it doesn't give a fuck if it's a human life or not. I mean, it's not a matter of the why. It's not even a matter of the how. It's just a matter of a, he can. Mm-hmm. And that's fucked up. Yeah. And that's what makes him a horrible villain. And I hope he goes out horribly at some point in time i i honestly i don't think he's gonna i think no i don't think he's gonna because like that would be too just yeah you know and, what i'm and saying he actually gives uh rick the option to to kill the guy yeah he goes here and he hands him the gun yeah where's my manners so that kind of factors into to a later conversation between jenna and rick and she goes well i can't even believe you took the gun i mean would you do that i think okay i think she's a little like come on you know, it's purge land. She's you know? in shock, too. That's true. I mean, she just saw a dude get murdered in front of her. That's true. But then I go back to my, but then pre- again, go think, back to my previous argument. But then again, purge I, think, world. I think Rick is, is in the same situation. He was kind of in disbelief that, you know, Stanton would do that in front of him. You know, just out of nowhere. You know, right. hey, I'm going to bring this guy in. And, oh, oh, I'm sorry. You know, it's it's kind of like, you know, when somebody comes over to your house and you're having dinner. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to eat in front of you. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to kill this See, guy in front of you. That's exactly what I was saying. It, it, he doesn't care about humans so much that it's another, like, hors d'oeuvre. Like yep. you said, he's eating a chocolate. Oh, oh, let me offer you a chocolate. Here, I'm sorry. Let me kill. You want to kill this person? It, it doesn't matter. It's going to happen anyway. Yeah, so. I've got ten more of them. Yeah, go ahead. I've the got them all bound and gagged in any other room. The night's just begun. You think there's not going to be some sort of weird entertainment at this party? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. It's the Dahmer dinner party. So, no, fuck this dude. Fuck this dude with the old stick. I mean, like, no, he's awful. And I don't know if you caught on to it, but one of the things, you know, kind of weaving the weaving the stories together when the actual at the at the Riker Capitol when you and he's talking to David mm-hmm. on the phone when Jane is talking to him, he goes, Well I gave up the Stanton dinner party for this. Right. So, you know, Riker is actually friends with Stanton. So it's Of like, course he is. Well yeah. Of course but, he is. But I like the way it, but I like the way that they built the world, you know, kind of like on stilts it where everything was in, in, in you know, everything was isolated from one another, but now they're starting to bring everything together and yeah. give like an overarching how everything kind of you know melds together. I do like it. Like the the, the, uh, the last episode at the party, they were watching the gauntlet. Yep. So like yeah, they they're doing a good job of interweaving without like overly like look what we're doing. You know, it's, yeah, it's, without having like a picture of like you know Rick and Jenna with you know <laughs> with right. the Riker guy, right? What, 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 or like a you know maybe Layla potluck with Jane. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, but they're they're not overly you know they're not beating you over the head with the, the right. relationships and how everybody kind of intertwines with one another. Mm-hmm. So, do we have anything else on the Dahmer dinner party that you wanted to talk about? I'm I dig it. I I liked it. Did a good job setting up like a little bit of dread, but I think like almost like I said, my issue with this it's purge world. Yeah, you should be kind of desensitized to it. Yeah, I mean I'm glad that you people aren't desensitized to it and people should be shocked at murder but at the same time you knew you were going to the lion's den you know what i'm saying yeah they knew whose party they were going to it's that whole um clerks death star yeah uh contractor yep debate like you know the risks you even said yourself we might see some fucked up shit so let's be ready yep you knew some shit was going on the minute people were passing out serial killer masks. That should have been your last alarm. You know what I'm <laughs> Not saying? Not necessarily the first The first one. alarm, right? Like, for example, if I'm going to go to fucking, oh, I'm going to go have a dinner party at Hannibal Lecter's house. Is there going to be serve, food served? 
Probably. Finger I, sandwiches. I wonder what's going to be. You know Literal what I'm saying? Literal fingers in right? the sandwiches. <laughs> Would you have tea with me? But uh, Oh, Lord, I knew that was coming. Oh, <laughs> no, dude. but you know what I'm saying? You know what you're getting into. So, like, for them to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe he murdered somebody in front of us. It's like fucking the fun's just begun. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's my beef with that. And she's like, how could you even touch the gun? Like, calm down. This is Purge World. And exactly. I mean, Rick didn't kill him. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it was more that he was just kind of in in disbelief that Stanton had this person brought up that, they, that he was going to kill him. Mm-hmm. And then to just kind of be so, I guess, nonchalant with his life. It was just like, eh, this guy stole copper from me. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to kill him? Yeah. Oh, here you go. Yeah, at the same time. And, and also about them. They're they're all you're talking about like yeah it's really bad in the in down where we want downtown where we want to build so we're gonna try and make the neighborhood better if it's already a bad neighborhood they should already be strapped just Very for true. just for protection if anything you know what I'm saying yep I mean just you never know fucking once again you know what you're getting into you yep. know it's not like surprise so that's my beef with that one yeah so but do you have anything else on the yeah. On the dinner party, yeah, I think I, we, I think we pretty much covered everything on the dinner party. I want to see more dinner party madness, but you know what? Also, one, one last thing, I like the maid, and I like the way that they're showing that people are fucking with them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I like that that aspect to show, like, hey, you treat the help better. Yeah, you know, they're not disposable. But of course, it's the purge world. That's very true. Purge world. Yep. All right, so purge bus or Miguel? Um. <laughs> Actually, we could do both. We could do together. both. We could do both of them together. But we we'll start. We got to start. Yeah, let's start with the, the 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 bus. Okay. And then we'll talk interweave where Miguel so goes. You, so you've got the magic school bus kind of floating around everywhere, and Penelope is still really, I guess, reeling emotionally from the loss of her friend. Yeah. You know, to the Tiger Woods clan that just beat the hell out of her with golf, you know, golf clubs. Because I mean, <laughs> I mean, that was uh, the the shot that we saw in the previous episode. I mean, it was pretty traumatic for, you know, all of the kids to be able to see that on the bus. Yeah. And then you've got like the cult leader, Tom Penelope. Oh, well, it's going to be your chance next. You know, you're going to go off to the great, you know, the great beyond. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's your turn. And you were talking about interweaving stories. They did a good job with the flashbacks. Of the family. Yeah, how they explained Miguel and Penelope's you know, upbringing and how their parents were essentially like a, pur- a door-to-door purge salesman. Yeah. That they got duped into the, being purged. The, the, no, they it, no, they signed away with the rights to uh, for the Staten Island experiment. Right. Like, they're like, hey, we are going to purge. If you do not want to participate, you, you have to go sign away your rights. What happens, happens. Mm-hmm. Here's a million dollars or whatever. And so... That was a very cool interaction because they both had the flashbacks. I mean, it makes sense because it both happened to him. Right. But it interweaved their story quite well. And at the end of it, it interweaved it. We'll get into that later. But it, I liked the flashback origin story. I did, too. And they didn't they didn't do it in, in a way like a lot of shows do. Yeah. Where it, it seems disjointed. Yeah. I mean, this one seemed very authentic and very organic. Yeah. The way that they explained it and the way they kind of brought along with the story. Through the multiple story arcs. Yeah. Which was a very interesting, was a very cool thing to do. And it wasn't gratuitous. Yeah. It could have gotten a hell of a lot yeah. worse. I mean, you actually find out that, you know, Miguel and Penelope's father is killed, you know, off screen. Mm-hmm. And their mother is, you know, attacked and, and knocked to the floor. But you don't you don't see any gratuitous gore and violence with her death either. But right. the, you're you're almost as a you you're, know, you're watching, you're watching like the, the kids. kids. Yeah, because like so she throws them in the closet to protect them from like 
the carnage they're about to see. Little does she know that the carnage is going to happen right in front of the fucking slats that they're looking through. And it was, you just yeah, see because the, they're hiding in the closet. Right. And you just hear that bang. And then just see the look of horror on those kids eyes. And I'm like, that's fucked. Yep. And like, I could see where that was. I could see where that would take them into their own separate paths. Yeah. Because, because it's, because you have Miguel who was ready to fight. Yeah, he grabbed a hammer, and his dad told him, no, you need to take care of your sister. Right, and he was protective, and so now he's the protector. But then you have you have uh, uh, Penelope, who saw this, and she yearns to get rid of it, and she wants to help out. She mm-hmm. really wants to help people feel better, to take away her own pain. But the only way she can do that is fucking drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. And it just sucks that, like... That horrible incident sent him in the different way, and that's a really cool thing. The uh, the purge is trying to say, like, no matter even if it's legal or not, your actions still have consequences. Yeah, and they still have long reaching consequences. Exactly, and I like that this story is going into that. Yeah, and, and you know, you've got the the kind of the interweaving with Miguel's story early on when he goes to see the cop, mm-hmm. and you know, he's he's speaking to, to Pete. And Pete even tells him, you know, hey, I'm looking for this. Or Miguel tells Pete, I'm looking for this bus. Right. And then Pete tells him, oh, that that chick is crazy. Yeah. You know, the the chick that is the cult leader, she is crazy. But, she she manipulates. But even before he decides to help, like I like the way he was like he's persistent. You yeah. know. And uh, and Pete is very dismissive of Miguel. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's just like, you know, I can't help you. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. He goes, I, I give you my car. I don't need a fucking car. He goes, I can help. He's like, I'm, I don't give a shit. Right. He goes, I'm sorry, but he goes, I don't give a shit. This is my party and people have to pay to get in or do whatever. Mm-hmm. And I liked his philosophy of why he did it. He goes, hey, you know what? We can't change the purge. And I lost people, too. And I should go out and want to fight. But if I can't go out and hurt, I might as well help have people have here. A safe place to hang out yeah and he gives them a he gives them the opportunity to kind of weigh their options on purge night mm-hmm. i mean it's not a it's not one of those things where you know they're they're trying to dissuade them from purging he's just giving them an option to be able to think about it before they just impulsively yeah. act safe zone so yeah which is good i mean i'm glad i'm glad again again that's another nugget and we'll get into uh the the press yep the documentary later but I'm glad that there's some sort of normalcy and some sort of hope and some sort of like safe things while the purge is going on. Yeah. I mean, there's all this chaos, but again, it's very small and minimal, but just enough to give. They showed glimmers of like goodness. Yeah, they and do. Hope they, they and darkness. You know, they showed the, you know? the paramedics in, the, in a couple of the episodes. They showed like people that actually really did care. Mm-hmm. You know, on this. You know, just absolutely egregious evening. Right. So. And then the press who are doing it not only to document because you have to do that, but because that's what press does, you know? Yeah. You've and got two gentlemen that actually pull up on Miguel and, you know, offer him a ride in this van to get him to the to get him to the magic school bus. Yeah. Sent sent by sent by Pete. Yeah. Sent little, by Pete. Who wasn't going to help until he until he saw that car. And he was like, and like the, the, well, the whole I, I, think the, I think the other thing was too is that they were both Marines, mm-hmm. you know. So they both had that shared soldier mentality of you know trying to accomplish the objective by, you know, and, and he understands what he's trying to do. Yeah. And I think Pete kind of sympathizes with Miguel, you know, trying to find trying to find that one last piece of hope in you know all of this despair in the, in the, in the crazy bullshit. Right. <clears throat> but um, I don't know who that actor is, but I've seen him in a whole bunch of shit. And 
him and his reasoning and his talking and his speeches and everything. And I'm going to say this and it's going to sound horrible. It was cheesy and very uh, 90s bravado action. Uh huh. But I ate that shit up with a spoon. You know what I'm saying? I liked Pete the cop as a, as an actor and a character in his lines. They were just delivered with just the right amount of cheese to be like, uh-huh, you know? Yeah, just, where, it, where it seemed cheesy, but it's but also it was seemed, cool. I mean, it was at the it same also time. seemed sincere. Right, right. I really dug it. I really dug that guy. Uh, Pete the cop. I hope there's more Pete the cop story. I doubt it, but it would be you nice to know, see. Man. You it never is purge. Know. So we still have seven episodes to go. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have anything else with Penelope and Miguel that you wanted to talk yeah, about? Yeah, we do. I do. <laughs> I like this part where she was giving the speech, but I like the way she didn't. She didn't believe her own bullshit. Yeah, I think she's slowly starting to turn away from the cult leader. Mm-hmm. You know, she she's shown that in a couple of the episodes now, where she's not really buying the bullshit that she's been shoveled. And especially now that she knows that it's fucking <laughs> her turn, you know, that cult leader is fucked up to be like, okay, it's your turn. Now say some motivational words. Yeah. You know, fuck that. Yeah. You know? You're going to go out and get killed, but uh, can you can you say a few, you know, inspiring words, yeah. you know, some raw, raw moments? If fucking if that was me, I'm like, um, okay, let us bow our heads, close our eyes. All right, dear Lord, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like... <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I, I, I had the conjecture that she was going to throw the cult leader out. Yeah. Because, I mean, at that point, I mean, what what can you really do? Just kind of give the bus driver a nod and be like, hey, can you, can you just get this crazy bitch off the bus? Right. <laughs> but then she's like, okay, so, yeah, we all go into the light and everything's great. Um, bye. Right? And and then fucking the cult leader's like, oh, you're doing such a great job. You're like, you should go out there with me. You know, I thought she was like, yeah. like let's go. You know? But then they said gets she gets sent by those creepy ass sisters. Those nuns, those nuns look cool as fuck because it was just the lighting on the habits, the bad, bad habits. habits. Wah, wah. But <laughs> but <laughs> but it the masks they were scary. Yeah, like, they were they were just like they're just scary know, doll nuns. masks that had a bunch of blood coming out of them and I dug teeth. It. But it, it, like you said, man, the habits were really cool because they had like a blue LED light that was right. light up the face. Right. And it just it just highlighted the white part in the nun costume. And it looked super fucking dope. And there was a really good scene. I really enjoyed the part. So going back to Miguel. Um, so Miguel survives the documentary, which it wasn't even really a documentary. They just they were asking the, the, the gentleman that faces was in the a passenger purge. seat. He was he was documenting what was going on in America because he wants to make sure that his his country didn't go through the same thing. And he's a, he's a European. And you know what? And it, and even Miguel even calls him on his bullshit. He goes, "What you think you're better than us because you don't have a purge?" No, but then he goes like, "We invented this, this, yeah, all these exactly. horrible atrocities." He goes, "Europeans, we invented the fucking purge." Yeah, because he was talking about the Atlantic slave trade and everything right? else, and I was like. Hey, he's kind of got you. This guy, he has a, I mean, we do it one night a year. They've done it for fucking thousands of years. Yeah, Amer- America right? won Europe a ton. Right? So, but he's like, he goes, no, yeah, you're right. But that's a very interesting documentary. And I'm glad there's people, I'm glad the press is out there and people are risking their lives to put that on tape. So people, it, let's just say like, I mean, because for example, 
like the war reporters. Yep. They're out there busting their ass, getting shot at, and they don't have a weapon to defend themselves with except a camera so we can see what's going on and see what's the truth. You know what I'm saying? Well, and I wouldn't even go as far to say, like, the you know, the wartime reporters. I mean, you've got people that are, you know, in in the disaster areas now on the coastline from all the hurricanes that are going yeah. on. I mean, they're risking their lives to yeah. kind of give an idea to the rest of the people, you know, what exactly is going on. And it's not like they get crazy bank yeah exactly for every for every anderson cooper and and no shot at him because we used to watch him on channel one exactly but for every anderson cooper that has a syndicated show and has a lot of you know a lot of followers and a lot of viewers i mean you get these people from like channel four channel five channel six news that are out there and you know the the waist deep waters with everything else floating around them Mm -hmm. so i mean it's it's a very i guess it's a very valid and a very just thing that they they interject these two characters in at this time when you've got all this craziness go on i did think it was really funny when uh, toward the end of that that little interaction between miguel and the two reporters (laughs) they 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 kind of stop and they're like okay this is the last part he goes well you're documenting you know go document let's let's go go, let's go through this and they hear all these gunshots and all this like you know craziness going on in front of him he goes no, that's the reason why we have telephoto lenses. Yeah, you know, because, because that's why we got Zoom. Because we don't have, we can be brave. We don't have to be stupid. Yeah, exactly. You know? And that's a very valid, valid point. Hey, I mean, you know, dude, I, I've got a pretty, <laughs> I've got a pretty good, you know, camera on my on my iPhone. I mean, imagine what they were carrying around. They probably, they're good. You yeah, hundred yards away, just but, go shoot the footage, and you're fine. I'd probably try and like attach like binoculars to the lens too, so I could also have like, <laughs> like you're gonna be way far. So no, yeah. But then, like, <laughs> when fucking, okay, so right after he gets saved by, like, and helped out by um, the doc- documentary now, um, <laughs> documentary, he um, he passes by the nuns. Mm, yeah. And I was like, and he goes, he goes, I don't want any fight. I'm just looking for the bus. And they're like, well, all right, cool. Right yeah, there, and, and right? And the nuns don't say anything. They just point. Right. And then when he pulls him, when he pulls her out, he goes, "I don't give a, you know." He goes, "Shut the fuck up." I was not expecting a fuck on USA. Hey man, they're they're but able to push the boundaries a little bit. They showed a lot of blood and violence in this one, and I loved every second of it. Like the fucking when he was shocking that guy, and then he said that corny ass line, like "Let's get a charge out of you" or something. I loved it. I was like, "That's what I would say." Uh, yeah, you know? I was about to say, <laughs> it, come on, you're talking to the king of puns. Right? I, I was mean, like, that's if I was on Purge Night, I'd be saying something like that. I'd be well, like. Ooh, that's a bad habit you got there. Right, you shot killing nuns. You like fucking you're over there like with the battery cables. Shocking turn of events. <laughs> right, <laughs> and then that guy, and then they showed that guy GTA and people. Yeah, that was yeah, straight the, up GTA. The, the camoed out soldier that you know Miguel's just kind of walking towards, and all of a sudden he shoots a. I'm assuming a, the passenger in the cab. And then blows it the then fuck blo- up. Then blows up the cab. So it's like, <laughs> all right, that is genius on GTA. <laughs> right? Exactly. All, all he needed was the raccoon mask that you have. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so, <laughs> that's later. That's further down the purge. But <laughs> no, there was a lot of, there was violence. I mean, like blood, gore, and splatter on this one and some carnage. It was way more bloody and carnage than the last previous episode yeah and they didn't hide it with the night vision no you know like i thought they would end up doing but i mean miguel no longer has that stuff so. i enjoyed the shit out of it yeah i, I mean, enjoyed the shit out of it and, i thought they did it well and because- like we said it's, it's not just i mean yeah you could probably say that 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 gta soldier guy was probably a little little just for you know gore for gore sake or violence for violence sake but all of the other stuff that they've they've interjected 
has mm-hmm. has pushed the characters forward because it's given us a lot of insight into the characters, the way that the characters react yeah. to seeing it yeah. or being around it. So, And then also, it's Purge World. That's I mean, true. And it's I mean, during the Purge. Just, yeah, you can't have just nobody on the streets during Purge. Night. Right? Once again, you know what you're going into. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If you're seeing a movie for the Purge, you're seeing something called the, about the Purge, you want to see some Purge activity. Yep. And Purge tendencies with Purge as your enemies. okay so uh (laughs) but then that look of like when he when she goes oh no sorry dude i gave her to the nuns and he goes yeah he realizes he was just literally seconds away from being able to rescue his sister it it broke my heart but i also wanted to go ha ha right just like shot a case of schadenfreude schadenfreude but like also like man I felt bad. You know, it was just like <laughs> mixed feelings. Hey, man, you snooze, you lose. Exactly. Exactly. But, like, I dug it. I, I was like, oh, man. So we so we find out that Penelope is in route with the, the, the nuns. The purge nuns. Yeah. Purge um, nuns. Shame. Shame. <laughs> shame. Shout out to the Game of Thrones episodes coming up in 2019. Shame none to 2020. <laughs> but we, we get more with Miguel as well. So, I mean, he's trying to track down these nuns that he passed. So... I mean that pretty much wraps up their two stories. Yeah. So well, for, yeah, it inter it intertwined quite well. Yep. And I guess the last thing that we really really need to talk about is the Tony Robbins purger, right? The, the protector purge. The, the, the purge protector. Yeah. Right. Like, I liked it. He still listened to his motivational thing. Do whatever you want to do, and he but he goes. He sees that dude, and I, I guess they're, they're about break, to rape this chick. Yeah, they're breaking, breaking and entering. They broke, they broke into least, the house. At least fucking shit up, and yep. she's. And so, like, boom, just blows that dude away. It, it wasn't just blowing that guy away. I mean, he knocked him, him back about, yeah, he knocked him back about six feet. <laughs> yeah, he did. And I'm like, I want to know what the hell kind of, um, yeah, what kind of slugs he's got in that shotgun because I need to find some. Exactly. He probably, like, cobbled them together. They're like four slugs in one. <laughs> boom. <laughs> Magnum load. Right? And then he looks cool, and he turns like, your house has been breached. Come with me, right? I didn't know what was going on. I don't know if he was going to blow her away. He still might, but it's good to kind of see that he's a purge protector. But we still don't know what his end game is. And he, he's Frank Grillo from Anarchy. Uh, that's man. what I'm saying. That's what I'm hoping for. I would like you saw the profile. Like when he's listening to the thing, I was like looking. I'm like, is it Frank, is it Frank Grillo? Grillo? Is it Frank Grillo? You know, it'd be the only thing that would make it better than Frank Grillo if it was Martin Suskas. And he's like, welcome to Purge Night. You know, and just like. <laughs> this is how the Badlands started. Right. I need to find Henry. Who wants to kill for your Baron? You know, <laughs> he's got a fucking. He's got like a, like a, like a maroon cloak. Right. He takes over. The, he sees the blue bus. There's the widow now. Right. Like, he goes and fucking tries to. He slaughters them all. Hey man, I I would pay to see that. I, I would love to see Martin Sokas get woven into the purge. The, the purge is how into the badlands start. Bad yeah. Exactly. Hey, there we go, man. You got perfect. Some, some cross network, you perfect. know, work going on. Azure comes in, fucking fucks everything up, dude. It'd be great. <laughs> So with all that being said, we kind of went off the rails in that last I, segment. There. I liked the Purge Protector. I did too. I think I think he's going to be an interesting character going forward. I hope he's Frank Grillo, but either way, I liked the Purge Protector. Yeah, so. I mean, he kind of has a little bit of Frank Grillo in him, a little bit of Casey Jones from the Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm, I mean, so mm-hmm. it, it'll be interesting to see how his character kind of shapes up in the world, and I'm I'm hoping that we see him interact with the Penelope Miguel storyline. I think that's going to be the next move for him. 
I actually I would like to see him interact with the Dahmer dinner party. Ooh, that would be cool. What if he's like one of Layla's ex boys, or he's like like an an Avenger for or you some, know, somebody who heard by that by the FFA? Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. I out of make all, it, the, make sure you put NFFA there. The the new founding father. Father. The future other, farmers of America. Uh, otherwise, we're gonna get a lot of hate of mail. Fucking. We don't kill anything, like, except maybe livestock when we need to do slaughterhouse. But other than that, you know, and so like, they're all pissed off. Well, there goes another sponsor. Yeah. So it this looks, looks like we won't get the future farmers of America any kind of play on the podcast. The new founding fathers are, <laughs> yes. the, are, the, are, um, the, are the purge. The, the FFA, the future farmers, are the, the continuing tradition of the backbone of America. So we do not become purge land. So exactly. <laughs> so genius. With that being said, we've kind of wrapped up all five pieces or four and a half pieces with the the, the purge protector. Mm-hmm. As we've done on all the episodes, we've ranked them on a scale of one to ten, ten being the highest. What say you? I liked this episode a lot. It it was it was brisk. I guess the, maybe the DVR helped. But yeah, I I do think that's helping us kind of breeze through some of the stale ports or slash commercials. But it moved fast. The stories definitely picked up in speed and even the small little snippets that we got Mm -hmm. on some of them still packed enough punch to warrant a good viewing i really dug this but beefs aside i think the again the Dahmer dinner party needs to go somewhere faster for me you're right yeah or more chaos or more tension or something because this whole once again if you're in the lion's den you can't freak out when the lion eats a steak that's true you know yeah. So and don't have beef jerky in your pocket. Right. I hear that turns out badly too. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to <laughs> shout out to Harambe, R.I.P. But um, but anyway, um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go seven. I would go a little bit higher if it wasn't for Dahmer dinner party. Okay. Dragging along just a little bit. Just dragging along a little too much. Um, but other than that, I really fucking enjoy this episode. I might even go seven point five. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go ahead and stay in line with your first choice. I think I'm gonna go with a seven. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the same sentiments that you had. I think the the dinner party needs to move a little bit quicker. And I think it's going to now that we've kind of been introduced to all of the main characters. You know, Stanton and you know, kind of given a little bit more information regarding you know Jenna and Lila and whatnot. Um, we still need to figure out exactly what went haywire in that that three way or that relationship, right? I mean, and and not in like give us a backstory, and, and like we've said, not for a skeezy way, but no, it's it. I mean, the uneasiness between the characters is almost getting confusing as to why it's so uneasy. Get your programs here. You don't know why they hate each other without a program. <laughs> so. um, I do like what's going on with Miguel and Penelope. I I hope that that you know kind of gets wrapped up and it, it turns a little bit more violent. Mm-hmm. You know, because I do want to see Miguel turn into that you know that 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 protector. Frank Grillissimo. Right. I, w- <laughs> I, I want I want to see that. You uh-huh. know, I, I want to see what Miguel does when he gets finally pushed. To try to figure out what's going on there, and I mean, you know, the Tony Robbins purger, I mean, the purge protector. I know. I, I, I'm. I swear to God, I will lose my shit if that is actually Frank Grillo. Oh, I would die. I'm like, ah, Frank Grillo. And then like, <laughs> purge. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. No. I hope it's fucking Frank Grillo. I really do. Frank Grillo, if you're out there, shout out. Exactly. Right. So, with that being said, you're gonna go seven. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go seven. Um, we'll be back again next week when we review episode four of USA is the Purge. But on behalf of Genius McGee, I am Dustin P. And I'm going to go put on my nun outfit.